Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the March 22nd broadcast of The Unexplained World, which your host, Ed Shanahan, that's me, a paranormal spiritual observer, medium, and psychic reader. Annette, who is the High Priestess of the Covenant of White Heart and a psychic reader. Hello, Annette. Hi, Ed. How are you tonight, honey? Ah, we're making connection right off the bat. Good. <laughs> no repeats <laughs> of last, last week. Uh, you've been a busy late lady lately, huh? Oh, yeah, running around all over the place. <laughs> it's been nice that they're, you know, cold. Yeah, Days of good weather. Yeah, spring is here. Yeah, it's been so yeah. great. My little boy learned how to ride his two-wheeler at four years old. So we're all excited about that. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Now now you got to keep him uh, kind of, uh, he must love your driveway. Hell. <laughs> yeah, he learned that it takes a lot of effort to pedal up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> so much easier going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom ain't gonna push him. Okay, uh, well, maybe they're in trouble. <laughs> hey, how do you feel about let's playing one question of Jeopardy tonight? Okay. Sure, I love Jeopardy. I always do great when I bartended watching Jeopardy. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll be the host asking the question. And you be the contestant, okay? Okay. Okay. The Do I have a funny is, contestant name? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you just be the contestant. You be a nice. Okay. 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 The topic is spring. spring. And the one and only question, Annette, for $10.70. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a sign that spring is here. Okay. What is a honey-do list? Hold on, hold on. Okay, and that's for $10.70, give us your answer to a sign that spring is here. What is a honey-do list? Annette, you, yes. are, you are correct. <laughs> Did you get one of those in the last couple of days? <laughs> Uh, that's how I know spring is here. Okay. Yeah, did, you, did you get one of those in the last couple of days? Oh, uh, you know what? At this time, yeah. in moment, no, nah, I'm going to say nah. It's things that I <laughs> want to do. Okay. Oh, uh, very political. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, tonight's show is about demons. Some may call it a demon debate. And our guest will be Ron Dressler, who, at this moment, I'm I believe I'm still waiting on the call. Also joining us will be our Michelle. But for right now, I'd like to make a big announcement. After much work and figuring out, I have created, and it's, it is up and running, Paranormal TV 24-7. And he has many, many hours of different shows covering haunted locations, spirits, experiences, demons, exorcisms, psychics, with more coming. Just go to theunexplainedworld.com, Paranormal TV page. There is information on how to get it showcased on Paranormal TV, be it your videos or a link to your website, scrolling on the bottom of the screen. So, yeah, it's been up, and uh, by what I see, we've gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people that really enjoy it. So, uh, Good. Yeah, so all listeners, send in those tapes, you know. Yeah. yeah I would like to say hello to... Everybody that's on the chat board right now. And um, let's uh, let's bring on a couple of the people that are in the uh, switchboard. And I believe this will be okay. Michelle. Awesome. 
Hello, Michelle. Michelle? Hi. Okay, how are, how are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. I'm doing fine. Good. Also, I'm going to bring on the lady who uh, is right above me right now. And uh, hello, hello, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ed. Hello, everybody. I, I like that you're above him. <laughs> well, you know, that's because there's that honey-do list, you know, that he's just talking about. <laughs> And spring is here, and that's a fact. Oh, I've been I've been working my guy like a slave. I know. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Got to get all of that uh, cricketiness out of them, and 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 the sitting around from the winter. Get everybody right. moving. Rob, <laughs> give me twenty. That's right. <laughs> no, you know what you do? You go out and you buy the things they've got to do, and they're like. Uh-huh. And he always says to me all the time, this is his famous last words, I think I need to put up a, um, what are those things they call those that roll the stuff up the, uh, into the trucks for the UPS guy? <laughs> he always knows. Oh, a ramp said, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then uh, all of a sudden, here comes coming, huh? Well, here comes the blinds for the kitchen. Here comes the drapes for the kitchen. Here comes the new toilet seat. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> Michelle, how are, Michelle, what are you doing getting ready for spring? Um, just going through things that I don't need anymore to clear some space. Urging, very good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yep. Clothes yeah, and but, household stuff, yeah. just get it out of here. Uh, Make room so for the new stuff, feel good, right? It's finally gone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just trying to have empty space and leave it that way this time. <laughs> good luck, Lola. Well, that's right. Yeah. Somebody always gets in your way. You yeah. know what's the strangest thing? We've been married ladies, for 30 years. Ladies, 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 please. Okay. All right. Jesus. Hey. Okay. Let me just uh, go on right now. Um, okay. I hope our caller, our guest calls in, because if he doesn't, I will have a few choice. I will have nice words to say at the end. But our round table, we could still go on with this discussion because of the people involved right now. And the people on the chat board, which is Royce, Lion, Sierra, Raven Moon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Mike, just say, give us a call. I would like to uh, first introduce and what Michelle. Was Ron Dressler, he's a demonologist, and, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, give us an idea. What kind of uh, demonologist stuff was he going to tell us about tonight? Well, he it was going to be basically people want to call in and talk? Well, basically it was going to be a, uh, I, I guess you could say a discussion, because I did talk to Ron at the beginning of the week, and he did say he was going to be here. and seemed like a nice guy. Um, the thing that... Um, like Michelle. What's his side? Yeah. Pardon me? Pardon me? What's his side of the whole demonology thing? Uh, basically where it, where it came, um, where it, way it came about is that, um, on the Yahoo group, okay, um, somebody posted something about things that were going on into, in their house. And they weren't the only person, it was others. And all of a sudden, the response was, oh, it's got to be demons, et cetera, et cetera. And me and him went back and forth for a while on this um, subject matter. His side uh, is that, yes, it must have been demons. Is that correct? Anything and everything seemed like it, you know, at the time. It had a demon. Be, yeah, it involved demons. Okay. Uh, without, without, no, um, without no pushing of um, higher spirits or anything else, you know, demons oh, being right. a demonologist, da, 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 da. Now, the reason you're okay. The reason I'm here is I still, with all I've done, have never cr- come across anything I would consider um, a demon or demon, demonology, you know, a demon type of an experience. Michelle, who is also yeah. here, and that also mm-hmm. has the same feeling. She assists me at locations, and that has started doing that. And uh, we talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, that she has never come across what we would consider a demon. Um, now, Annette, I've never really, we've kind of talked back and forth a little bit, but you've never, what is your feelings about it? 
Well, I'll tell you what. As far as an experience with something that seems mm-hmm. demonic, when I was mm-hmm. in Plymouth, England, in a strange hotel, uh, my girlfriend and I were traveling together, and, I, you know, something negative was in that room with us that night mm-hmm. for a short time, but I, would, I never really had the feeling like it was some kind of a, a demon from hell or, you know, that whole yeah. feeling. I felt more like an, an, some kind of a negative spirit, but not... I don't know if I would call it a demon. So that would be my only, like, experience with something so negative. I might have been, you know, swayed to think maybe it was demonic. But, yeah, I'm pretty on the fence, too. Yeah. Um, Kathleen, you you and I have been through discussions of this. Kathleen is my wife, so uh, uh, it's been heavy discussions about the subject at times. Um, And I think she – what what – what side of the fence do you take here? Well, I hate to break it to all of you. Um, I'm not ex- – how do I – first off, let me say I respect other people's opinions and views. Um, I don't believe everyone always has had a demonic experience, but does that mean that it does not exist? So I, I suppose, right. yeah, if I say it to you, have I ever had a, a, a true experience where, I, where I've, you know, felt myself – in the face of true evil, then I could say to you, yes, I have. However, um, someone might say to me, well, can you say that it was demonic? I suppose it's up for interpretation. What is your definition of demonic and what's your definition of evil? I don't think there's that big of a separation between either of those two. However, um, I think that if you want to go to the total extreme, which most people do, this is a thing that Ed and I constantly go back and forth about, is that Demonic, does that mean you've got to see this little evil little thing with horns sticking out of its head? I don't think that's yeah. what it is. I truly don't. I, 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 I do believe that there are definitely demonic forces involved all the time. And I just wonder sometimes if, you know, the things that you guys are out looking for and the things that, you know, Ed might be out looking for, you're not necessarily allowing yourself to open up to that. So I don't believe you could be open to that experience personally. However, can it happen to you? Yeah, I think it can. I truly think it can because, you know, that's just my opinion. You know, when we interviewed Ed, you know who I'm thinking of, interviewed the man that was Jim, Mm -hmm. one who was... Oh, the video's up on, the video was up on uh, Paranormal TV, so... uh, You know, he was, that's just one interview, but he was coming to me I, you know, I was bartending in a tavern, and he was coming to me almost nightly there for a while. And as his experience built and built and built, and it pulled his hair out and all kinds of things I could see happening before me, you know, without ever having, you know, gone to his apartment and checked it out or anything, I did not do that. But, boy, he, I believe he believed it. I believe he had something, you know, and it was not making him happy, but he sure dealt with it well. You know, and he said it had fangs and horns or shaped yeah. like dogs, you know. So I guess maybe it's what the mind can see. It's, and you know, there's so many. Let me put another point of view out here just to think about it. Can you imagine that there are people that have been, I don't like to use the word, but where they've been told that they have psychotic experiences or they're psychotic themselves, you often wonder if perhaps maybe those psychotic experiences may not necessarily be psychotic. I oh, mean, I always right. am that person that, what if, you know, what if? And I, I, and I believe that you have to keep your mind open to any possibility. It could be true. Could it not be true? That's the way I deal and, and look at things all the time. So I wonder, you know, sometimes when people have that they've had demonic experiences or they see things, you know, maybe they do, you know, yeah. maybe they do. I mean, think about children. I mean, they see things that sometimes we don't. Oh, we yeah. think that they're, that they're crazy or something like that. No, we don't. We think that their minds are so innocent that they're open to those types of things. And I think that's a lot of the times why people will say, well, children are the easiest mark because their minds are so open. I wonder, you know. Yeah. I would like to say, uh, listeners, People on the chat board, that includes Royce, Lion, Raven Moon, Sierra, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I know you guys all have opinions on this subject. Uh, Feel free to call 646-915-8800. 
Unfortunately, and I'm going to say this, every, and Annette knows it, I've invited demonologists onto the program before. Yeah, quite a few they times. Always, yes. I've always gotten a, oh, why they can't, why they won't, da 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 da, da et cetera. Why they yeah. won't have this discussion with me. Well, I'm, hopefully still counting, I'm, still count, I'm still counting on the fact, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, yeah. that Ryan may call in. Okay. Yeah, or if he's having trouble. And, or if, yeah, you know. exactly. I, I mean, you can't jump. Oh, I'm, not, I'm saying I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a whole because I think you know a lot of times this is a very controversial subject, and and to a lot, I mean, and, and and if you're a person that believes in good, you have to be able to believe in evil and be open to those opinions. No one's saying you necessarily have to believe it's true 100, percent but open to the you know the the chance that it may be true. Okay, um, Michelle. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You've been you've been involved in this since a child, doing what you're mm-hmm. doing, seeing what you're seeing. Um, right. What's your what's your uh, opinion on? Yeah. Where where do you stand in this? Well, I and let totally me say, believe... I'm not saying anybody is totally wrong. Anybody is totally right. Can't right. it and I knows about me, and later we'll bring it up. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> go ahead. Well, Good I job. believe. Of course, if there's good, there also is evil in anything in life, and so I believe that they, that it's, there are evil spirits out there. I haven't come across any. I've had uneasy feelings at times, but um, I always listen to my gut, and I think that because I try to be such a positive, and I try to draw in all the positive spiritual out there, and I'm really big into drawing that into my life. I think because of not just being able to see and hear things that I try to draw the positive in, that that's why I haven't really come across anything evil. That's just my feeling as far as my own experiences because oh. when I go into places that I or I start feeling uneasy, I will myself just say a prayer to protect myself and to keep all the positivity around me. Oh, and I believe that that helps, and that's just me. Okay. I no, want to – I want to. can I say something right before we go any go further? Ahead. I yeah. want to say um, Ryan is with us, I believe. Hello, Ryan. Hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, uh, Ron. I'm so glad you made you kept, it. You, you kept sorry, my was, faith in you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to email me with the number, and I wound up just finally turning on the radio and found it on there and heard you say that you were hoping I was going to call in. So, <laughs> Are you okay? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Thank good, you. Good, good. So it was my bad, figures. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. You could, uh, I'll slap myself right now. Okay. Uh, I'll do it for do you. it again. Okay. I will. <laughs> He's on top. <laughs> That's right. Welcome, Ron. <laughs> welcome, Ron. Ron, we got, tonight we got Annette, who's just said welcome to you. We've got Kathy, who's here. We got Michelle, who's going to stay in on this for as long as she can. She's got uh, company over. And, uh, Ron, first question yes. that was up here is, what is a demonologist? A demonologist is, from my belief, is somebody who has been studying demons, but the only ones that I've actually seen or actually even heard of lately are Catholic demonologists, and they go into all this Bible lore about thing about demons. And the thing is, the only thing the Bible mentions about demons are known demons at that particular time. And from what I've seen in my experiences, that's just one of several different types of demons. I mean... There are other demons out there. There are like six different types of demons, and that's just one. And they mainly study this one type of demon that's controlled supposedly by the Gregorian angels. And there's even two sets of those. There's one in hell. There's one on earth, supposedly. They don't know completely or for sure. But what I do know is fire demons do have something that controls them. It's not an actual consciousness of their own that they rely on. Um, Most demons are actually mainly primitive beings. They have, like, primitive instincts from the way they're formed, and that's basically it. Their intelligence lies mainly on survival instincts. Like, um, 
say they need to feed. They constantly attack, draw negative energy from you. It's a constant thing. They need to feed more eventually. They'll try and possess you, things like that. But mainly the other three types, you got earth demons, you got wind demons, and you got water demons, that try and lay low. You know, they're, they're like animals, basically, of the spirit world. Um, they'll attack you like a wolf if you come in their territory and they're hungry. If not, they'll pretty much stay away from you, you know, keep far in the distance, watch you, you know, pretty much protect their territory and wait for you to leave to come back out. Now, I've found that a lot of demons really only ta attack people at a time of negativity. They, they're drawn to that negative energy. They hate positive energy. It repulses them. It repels them. And that's how exorcisms work. You know, uh, you draw out, you know, power from a higher power, and it's all positive. And it will get rid of that deal. It will repel it straight away from you. Now, it will give you a fight because of all the energy it's gained. And, you know, there's a lot of instances, you know, if you exercise a demon, it's still there. You've got to cleanse the area to completely get rid of it because all you've done is weakened the demon and pulled it out of what it was all in. And basically, once you cleanse, you pretty much completely change the entire atmosphere of the area from negative to positive and it either will push the demon out or it will literally charge you know uh, when positive and negative energy meets there, there's a charge you know in any in anything when the eye, two ions meet there's some sort of charge there's some sort of a discharge of energy and it, it hurts the demon you know that's where the fight comes from that's why it fights so hard it'll hurt it and it'll either hide go away or try and possess something else, but if you just exercise it, it's too weak to do that. So more than likely, you know, you rip the negative energy from the neutral core of, that it's built around, and it just the negative energy goes back where it comes from, so does all the energy, and eventually forms another demon, kind of like a clone, I think, and comes back. You know, right. uh, basically... I'm going to... I'm sorry. I'm going to... Let me... Yeah. Um... What, boy, why then, okay, you see a lot of postings on the Internet, on Yahoo groups, etc. Matter of fact, that's how you and I came across each other. We had a little debate going ourselves on the Unexplained yeah. World, the Yahoo group. And why, why do people who basically, why do they push the fear of demons right off the bat? Let me ask that. You see well, that a lot of Okay, a lot of people nowadays, it, it's the movie mindset. you got demonologists wanting to push demons to sell their books and stuff, and so you'll listen to them. But then on the second hand, you've got, you know, movie companies wanting to make movies that are more realistic, so they want to push the idea. you got all this, that, and other thing. Book writers wanting to push the idea and everything else. Me, to me, it really depends on what you think a demon is. To me, a demon is any kind of entity that would forcefully and willingly attack and harm you just for the simple, you know, just to gain energy, just to feed. That's what a demon is to me. Now, there are several kinds of things out there people misconstrue for demons. you got wraiths, you got malevolent spirits, you know, things like that that can act like a demon. But it's just the key is on how they act. Like I said, a demon actually has nothing but you know, like primitive instincts mainly to start from. So it's not going to knock on your door if you're in the bathroom to scare you. That's a human trait. Only a human would know that a human would know someone's knocking on the other side of the door. To an animal, knocking on the door would just simply mean making noise. <laughs> so okay. a lot of so a Ron, tell me, does a demonologist then, do you um, go at it looking like, for example, that you are hunting a wild animal? <laughs> because that's kind of what Maybe. it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, kind of do it. you or some demonologists do go looking for them, or just when they're causing trouble, you step in? What, what capacity do you take in interacting with the demons? Me? Well, because I'm a medium, I'm negatively tuned, I can see them, and I learned a long time ago how to drain their energy and pretty much subdue them. You know, back when I was six years old, I was attacked by one, and just something snapped in my head. You know, this book opened up and told, you know, I learned a lot of things from it, and Pretty much, I don't know what it is, but whenever there's a demon around me, I don't feel so negative like most people. Sometimes I'll feel that heavy weight, but then I'll also feel this tremendous 
I don't know, aggression towards it. I'll push back, and it's nothing I can contain. Now, when it comes to demons, I don't know why. I just tune naturally into negatives, so I always see them. I mean, I can see ghosts and stuff, but it takes a lot of concentration to pull myself from one energy set to the other. You know, I basically have to completely retune myself through meditation for a good hour. But when it comes to demons, it's like they're also attracted to me. So it's not like I really have to go too far. I could just walk down the street and one will pop up, just look at me and carry on its own little merry way. <laughs> but not Are all you demons, seeing but... these daily? Me? Yes. Okay. I see them all the time. Really? I mean, oh, wow. All the time. But it's like I said. I mean, if you were walking down the street, I mean, would you notice every little squirrel or every little bird? And that's what I think about with when I think of mediums and demons and stuff. I mean, most mediums don't want to concentrate on negative. We all try and keep into the positive state and a positive mindset and a positive frame. Demons don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Demons don't okay, like uh, that. Okay, so. we, we have a caller. Let me take the caller. Uh, all right. Hello, Let's see. Come on, button work. <laughs> Hello, Royce. You there? Yes, I am. How you doing? I'm doing fine. You're welcome. Do you have a question? Uh, yeah, I was wondering about Ron. How would you go about proving beyond any kind of deniability that demons do exist, say like in the form that they're mentioned in the Bible as a disembodied spirit that uh, goes around and, you know, Possessing other people. Hmm, that's a really good question. The best way to do that is number one, if you can catch it with uh, these demons, they have a cycle of possession. And if you can catch it in the first cycle before they actually start to possess a person or the area they're in, you can actually have them psychologically evaluated and see the actual change in attitude. I mean, when they get away from the place that the demon's at, the demon at this point isn't attached. It's just like inserting energy so it can actually go into a human being. Because a human being, uh, a human being actually, uh, the nervous system has too many positive impulses for them. So they have to change that around to actually get into the human being. Now, when you take the human being away from that for any amount of time, you're going to see an attitude change. Most of the time, they'll go from borderline psychotic to leaving for a couple of days, have an evaluation, and be completely fine. But then they come back, and it happens again. You take them away, they're fine. You know, that kind of continuation is one way to know, you know, that there might be a demon there. But to actually well, prove the proof, one... The proof is, yeah. The proof is actually, a psychological evaluation of the person being possessed? Yeah, I think the first step is a psychological evaluation because there's two things you really got to take. Like nowadays in <coughs> society, you got a lot of drug users, a lot of alcoholics... A lot of people with actual schizophrenia. But yeah, I was going to ask how you would distinguish that between an emotional or a mental disorder. See, that that's when you get, you know, catch them when it starts. you you got to try and get their families, you know. And, and i got to stress this. If you're really close to the person, you'll know if they're changing. You'll know it almost immediately if something's wrong. And, you know, usually if you can get them help at that time, you can tell you know, by taking them to a psychologist at that moment, and they'll be able to tell you now what it is. But if you wait and you, they actually possess them before, there's no real way to tell. I mean, there's... Um, could, they, I mean, could a person experience something like that? Could they call mm-hmm. you, Ron, or someone who is a demonologist? Is that some, Would you be able to help them or steer yeah. them in the right direction, do you think? Did you work in that capacity? See, that's the thing. Most people who get possessed, at the time when they're being possessed, there's something negative, really negative going on around their life. A lot of stress, a lot of tension, something. And they like to target, you know, teenagers more than anyone because in high school you've got a lot of problems. They're not even thinking about whether or not demons exist. They're not thinking about, you know, keeping those mental barriers up or anything like that. They're just trying to get by. So demons pretty much are like animals. They'll prey on the weak and they'll prey on the unsuspecting. So anyone that they can get with less chance of them being found is most likely target. Now, to actually prove that it's there, you've got to catch it within the first two stages of the cycle of possession, or else the only actual option you really have is either take the doctor's word 
or try and do the exorcism. And a lot of churches at that stage these days, a lot of Catholic churches refuse to do the exorcisms at that point now just because of all the lawsuits that have been going around lately. Um, Royce brought up the Bible basically on the uh, chat board. And since he did, um, I'm just going to quote a phrase out of there, okay, out of Coronations 10, 13. Satan, Satan cannot force us against our will or possess us. So this, you know, going with the flow um, yeah. and um, bringing it up. Um, I still, and looks like I'm the guy running a solo ship out here. Um, no, you're not. I still I completely have, disagree with you. <laughs> I still have, you know, as Michelle said also, I've, I've not experienced with all I've done and mm-hmm. uh, with the circle of energy and everything else. I have not experienced what I would what I would consider others may okay, um, but what I would consider being demonic or a demon. And that's seen the circle of energy. Michelle's participated in it in the past, mm-hmm. um, and so that I think Kathy Kathy told him basically what you told me that was like hmm okay. Um, did you make a comment about my the way I look at it? <laughs> No, I got to remember. That's not fair. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you the truth. From my standpoint, I'm undecided as to whether or not demons exist. However, I do agree with that you Ed, that you have to actually allow them possession, whether you're aware of the fact you're doing it or not. Yeah. Well, that's that's At some the level thing. you do realize. Yeah, that's the huh? thing about demons, and the thing I've actually realized from the Bible. If you take all the possessions, and you actually research them, you will find that in almost every case, they were forceful possessions, that the people had no idea that these things even existed. Most of them were even atheists at the time. So, Well, like that's I said, why I said you may not be aware you're doing it. I, I yeah. believe personally that it's possible that if, by chance, demon, demons are real and they do possess, then I do believe that a person can be an atheist. However because of his own feeling sorry for himself and his own mental state of mind, can open yep. a door and allow something in that he does not even know of or does not believe exists. And Yeah, that's true. And another thing that I know, and I wrote this in my book that I just wrote. It's going to be coming out in a few months. But like with circles, like with Ed talking about doing a circle, it depends. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you know how to keep that away. You know... And if you're a real positive person and you're surrounded by positive people doing this, they're just going to be detracted. They might hang around. They might watch and wait to see if there's a slip-up. And once there is a slip-up, that is an auto-invite. But, you know, people who've been trained to do it, like Ed and other people, other mediums out there and other spiritual advisors and, you know, things like that that do spirit circles and spirit boards Even and everything else. Even kids with Ouija boards. Yeah. Ouija boards? Oh, God. Don't even get me started on them. <laughs> yeah. What I mean is, you know, people who don't and truly intend to invite something horrible, they're just goofing around, but they do anyway. Yeah. I don't allow. I won't that. allow a Ouija board in my house. I don't. No, want I won't either. I don't. I believe. I actually had a Ouija board as a child. Oh, my uncle Raymond got one for me for Christmas one, one year. I've never had one even move for me. Come on. I haven't even had one move for me. But the bottom line is, that it's not that. It's a, it's the idea. You see, if you get the, and I agree 100% with what he's saying, if you get one person with the wrong frame of mind there doing that, that's what's going to open that door. And have, right. I, mean, I, I, have, I have to agree with you about one other thing, too, and please for, forgive me for being so forceful about this, but haven't any of you ever been to a place where it is just so draining on your person that place something there is draining everything you are and you just got to get out of there i am yeah i've been yeah i've been around around people who have done that to me but yeah yeah. that's why i I try to keep positive people around me all at all the time because i don't want that negative because i feel negative people are the ones that are more apt to bring that evil into their life and then around you where they try to get into you. And that's why... Well, I know it's my own personal experience that I've had a close relationship with at least two people 
were very selfish, self-centered, self-serving, uh, very irritable, you know, always snapping people's heads off for no reason at all. And I know what that did to me personally, and I know the kind of resentful thoughts it gave me, and it kind of made me think that it's people like this that if you let them can drag you down like what you're describing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. But please, I had to check myself because I almost spiraled into it, and, and then I realized, hey, look what I'm doing. I'm I'm just, you know, accepting the energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll drag you down quick. Negative is so easy to to drag you into. But can I pose a question here? Because this 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 type of conversation does border. It, it, there's no other way to have this conversation without bringing some form of religion into this. And most people are raised with some sort of faith. We all have some sort of higher power. Most people do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is to say? I mean, we all have a faith that we believe in a higher power. That there isn't demons or there isn't an innate evil that is manifested into demons. That's the way I think. And that's why it keeps me on the up and up as far as being powerful in my mind and in my body and my spirit. Those are the things that keep people away from the demons and allowing them into yeah. their lives. It doesn't mean you're never touched by them because you are. I mean, that's a yeah. possibility all the time. Okay. Uh, Where do demons Jesse? come from? Kathy and Annette, I want to say one thing, okay? I have met evil in the living. Kathy knows of the fact, the situation. Um, Annette knows of the situation. I explained it to her. This happened about three years ago. Amy and I were, were, um, we went to a location. The guy wanted to meet us. He said there was some vortex in his back room. Went to the back room. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Amy is a uh, feeler herself. We came out, I started talking to the guy. The guy was an individual that worshipped evil, okay? He would be considered a high priest in his what he did, in his abilities and his stuff. This was the living, okay? That night, I mean, me and him started going to discussion, me on the good, him on the evil. And I, internal knowledge, knew before he was even going to say stuff about his side of doing things I turned around and there was there was so much energy being drained out of that room Amy was laying on the ground on the floor snapped out of it I snapped out of it got her out of there that night Kathy will, could, will you know, agree to this that it happened I'm taking the garbage out put the garbage over the back over the fence into the garbage can nothing in it sharp or anything Looked at the, my palm, the center of my palm, it was slid open and bleeding. And I just nodded. I nodded for the fact that, yes, okay, now I do know of your abilities. It was kind of a mutual respect of good and evil. You need a balance. So what I'm saying is, yes, I believe in the abilities and the powers and the living because I have experienced it. I have not experienced it in the spiritual side. So I'm still... At that point where, you know. Well, Ed, when you say it that powerfully, don't you think you're saying, you're opening the door and saying, come on, come on, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Don't you think you're doing that? Yeah. I mean, come on. He will. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Exactly. (laughs) Give me the The ban already, okay? (laughs) The thing you got to remember with these kind of people, when they actually do their ceremonies, they're actually invoking these demons to come in them and empower them and stay in them. So basically, whenever you're actually considering a living person's energy, it's not his energy. He's borrowing that energy from a demon itself. So in sense that when he did that to you, he was actually using a demon to hurt you. And it's actually common and seen in lots of necromancy. Okay, Ed? Yes? I don't mean to be rude, but I just looked at the time, and I'm due to meet my wife in about six minutes, so I need to cut and run. Hey, Royce, thank you for calling in, guys. Okay? Thank you, Ron. It's been uh, nice talking to you people. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Okay. No, um, as far as inviting it, no. Um, Don't ever invite them. (laughs) No, no. Um, 
I think it falls on. I know Annette always says I'm walking a thin line. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I don't use protection. Because no matter what you want to call it, there's negativity there afloat in the ether, whether it's right. waiting or not for you to, you know, mess up. You know, hey, let me, let me there in let some me, way, shape, or form. Let me let me throw a question out to Ron. He's a demonologist here. Um Ryan, as I, you heard Michelle talk and how why she feels she's protected. Do you think, all right, you said, I threw a question out to you earlier in the week, and I said I'll wait for your answer for tonight. Mm-hmm. Why do you think individuals like her or me have not experienced it in the spiritual sense? Well, she's already gave you the answer unknowingly. Um, whenever you have, everybody's born and raised with a deep-seated spiritual belief. And if we hold on to those beliefs and we we bring them out every day, we live it to you know as much as we can. That actually instills a sense of positive energy within our very within our very being, and that can literally drive them away from you. And knowing you know just talking to you on the radio, I get the impression that you are pretty positive of a person. And that would, you know, even circles, if you're surrounded by positive people or whatever you do, if you've got a positive attitude and a positive disposition, you know, it's going to be different than if you say you go to, you know, a haunted place with a negative disposition. Because that's pretty much anyone that goes into a situation of any kind of haunting that might have a demon, if you're a negative Mm -hmm. person, you will immediately start getting it'll start affecting you. It'll start coming to you and start messing with you. So if you're positive, do they even bother trying, or do they just go on to somebody else? It just depends on the type of demon. You know, each, you know there's three types with actual human or above human intelligence, and that's a cosmic demon, which can be formed from a poltergeist that was released because of the person mm-hmm. that created it died. Over time, it's going to turn into a demon. You've got astral demons that sit on the astral plane that come in. Those are the ones that you pretty much call in with Ouija boards and things like that. And even through nightmares, they can come at you. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got fire demons, which are controlled by the the fallen angels, so to speak. And those are actually the most dangerous because those are the ones that are basically... Those are the ones that they say are more intelligent than people and can trick you in almost every way, shape, or form. Right. But to be honest, those are the only three that ever attack. And out of those three, the only ones that would attack a positive-minded person would be a Gregory angel or would be a fire demon because it's controlled by a Gregory. And they want to attack people with, you know, that kind of mindset. But but they, they want to pull attack- them to the negative side, you mean? Yeah, they but they usually just attack people, you know, that contract themselves with them, like devil worshippers or, you know, even psychic vampires, things like that. Certain ones of them actually go through ceremonies to invoke demons into them, you know, things like that. And once they finally figure out, hey, I don't want this, and they try to get rid of it, even if they're positive, they're going to get what's called a tormentor, which is basically something that's sent from breaching a contract, and it will keep tormenting you until you die if you don't if you don't actually go have it exercised. And the problem with those things are is by the time you realize what it is, nine times out of ten you'll be diagnosed with schizophrenia in a heartbeat. Because it's set to that point where it's so late. Yeah, and plus they link directly to your brain. Uh, These astral demons will link to your mind, but they'll only take, like, your primitive thoughts, your fears, things like that, and use them against you. A cosmic demon will try and use, you know, your knowledge to make it, make you believe it's a spirit or a person or, you know, something around the house to try and hide from you so it can continue feeding. It tries to keep, you know, tries to bring that fear by coming and attacking you directly so you know what it is. Right. At the same time, it also tries to hide itself when it doesn't want to feed so you think it's gone. And a lot of times during exorcisms, and I've said this before, a lot of failed exorcisms are because there was not a secondary cleansing. Once you get rid of the demon out of the person or the place, it's still there. It's just bound. It's weak. And, but if you don't finish it, if you don't cleanse, it's just going to regain energy and come right back. And a lot of people, a lot of demonologists think that's the, you know, the same demon after it's been defeated coming back after the person because they didn't change. 
the truth is, you know, it's the same demon. I've, I've seen demons exercised, and I've seen them bound, and I've seen them come right back because they didn't finish it. So, uh, Ryan, would that, go, would that go under the – sorry for cutting in, but um, Annette knows the situation. We, we both knew an individual who uh, said he was, you know, possessed – or one time demons were found him, haunting him and stuff like that. Yeah, and how he was, how he was then got rid of them, cleared the area of it, and all this other stuff. And I was picking up the fact, basically, what you said, and I tried to describe it to him that a demon or Satan, whatever you want to call it, would will sit back. You know, I learned this in Catholic school. When you think everything is all honky dory and going sweet and everything else, he'll wait back. He'll just sit and wait. And then yeah. once you got that mind frame going, boom, they're there again. Yep. And uh, is that what you're saying, more or less? Yeah, pretty much. Um, if you don't finish it off, yeah, they just lie in wait. They wait to gain more energy, and as soon as they're strong enough, and as soon as you're, like, in the right mindset, in the right frame, boom, they're back. And, you know, you can watch, you know, all these shows and stuff about it on TV. A haunting actually shows... I saw a haunting a couple of different episodes last night, you know, just nothing on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I really liked that show. And it showed a couple of actual episodes where pretty much that had happened. The Catholic priest went in there, exercised, didn't do a cleansing, and then a day or two, a week or a month later, boom, it's back, and then the family runs out never to go back again. <laughs> okay. and, but if you watch these shows... Sometimes they'll show a second cleansing, and it's those cleansings that it'll never happen again. You'll you'll never hear anything about it. You can contact the people. You know they're fine. They're still in the house. <laughs> I'm 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 relating to what you said about um, a person who would be weak or negative. Um, things going on in their life that would you know basically allow the door to open. Uh, we had a lady that used to be. Matter of fact, the co-host of this show with me and Annette, um, she was involved in the Circle of Energy. And uh, she was hit a lot and uh, in the Circle by things. Um, basically, you would, I don't know if you want to call it an evil spirit, which I don't know if I would. But the negativity. thing is, negativity, yes. Thank yeah. You, and uh, the thing is, is once I would start describing the spirit or the negativity, um, it would let off on her. And basically knowing the person and what you said about the person being negative themselves, um, I think there's some truth to that. So, Well, I, I've been attacked many times in spirit circles, and it took me a while. It took me a good five years to figure that one out, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I finally found figured out that when you're in a spirit circle, if you even feel the slightest negative emotion within yourself, it's best just to concentrate on your happiest moment in your life and let that reflect inside you before carrying on with the rest. That way it builds up that positive energy. I mean, whether it's faith that you reflect on, maybe a birthday from your childhood that made you very happy, you know, something that brings that that negative out and Mm -hmm. insert the positive in, you know, that creates kind of a barrier. And I call it a mind barrier. I think it's God's, literally, I think it's God's way of keeping demons from actually getting to us. And it's many of those, most, just about everybody who's possessed, the barrier's been down when they got possessed in some form or another. Okay. I mean, even right. Guys, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go, so I want to say goodbye. Michelle, Good thank Michelle. you very much. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed and, uh, talking to all of you, and it's interesting to hear everybody's how they feel and their points that they can make and see how everybody well, else, you know, everybody's just so different in how they feel and think and their yeah. experiences. And so it's really interesting to hear everybody. Well, as long as you're a part of the circle of energy and, and are uh, on a good spirit side, um, don't be afraid. Of oh, that, definitely. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I don't want to attract yeah. anything bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I want to okay. say before she goes real quick. All right. Yeah. The best thing to do with, with demons, you'll when they first attack, you'll feel a fear. You'll you'll start feeling some sort of heaviness, a dread, a fear. And the best thing to do to keep to repulse them, no matter what, 
is not even acknowledge the fear. Try and, you know, shake it off completely, you know. Right, because if you acknowledge that right there, that's showing them that you know, you yeah, know, is that what you mean, that you... Not only that, but it also, they can sense that energy. They literally feed off that negative emotion. And fear is one of the strongest negative emotions, fear, anger, hatred. Those emotions are very powerful when it comes to negativity. And they love oh, yeah. off fear. It's the easiest one they can just get people to, to draw out on. And it's the best way that they know how to, to actually feed the best. Uh, you know, so our strength, so, our strength so just as long as you don't acknowledge them. Yeah, pretty much. It's best not to acknowledge them. Try to instill a positive sense within yourself at that time. And then the attack either will be nothing or it'll be like a poke, maybe even a pinch, you know, something like that instead of what it would be. Right, I which mean, is much worse. Yeah, I've seen people punched. I've seen people thrown. I've seen people literally picked up into the air. And honestly... You know, once they start instilling that within them, you know, the positive, you know, it would draw out. Like the guy that was in the air, one of my friends, uh, what was his name? Daryl, Daryl something. This was when I was, I was in high school. It was many years ago. It was like 90, it was 95 actually. And we had been messing with a Ouija board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Days. <laughs> yeah. I was a kid and I was, you know, I was researching all this and getting this stuff you know, down and note-taking, and I'd finally gotten the Ouija boards, so I decided to mess with one, and this thing called death got on there. That's what it called itself, just straight D-E-A-T-H. And it was shortly after when we tried to get on, it said no, it would not leave. So then we tried to force it to leave, and then my friend was, like, up in the air. It wasn't three feet or anything. It was more like maybe three inches off the ground, but it was still off the ground, and he was really scared, and I had to calm him down while he was up there because it felt he said it felt like something was crushing his shoulder blades from behind right. while picking up like somebody or something was behind him lifting him up straight from his shoulders and as soon as he started praying and everything he you could tell on his face that he started you know believing his prayers and as soon as that positive energy was instilled in him he fell right to the ground and we had oh, never wow. It never contacted us again. We never heard from it again. Uh, That was one of the very few times I picked up a Ouija board. I picked up another one about a year later. That was a real (laughs) bad experience. Me and my friend Kelly, who owns a production company, is going to start filming on investigations here soon for my group. Um, He was with me one time. when Me, him, and his ex-girlfriend actually encountered an actual demon demon. It had just came out of nowhere at us, and we ran, but we believe it was out of that Ouija board because it wasn't shortly after that we got rid of the Ouija board and nothing. From there on, nothing. You know, But I had to get rid of it. I had to exercise the thing because it literally followed us from these woods about a half mile from his house all the way to his house, and we could see this thing. It wasn't just me. He's not a medium. But he could literally see this, so could his girlfriend. His girlfriend was put into a mental institution for a year for it. Because she was just, the shock was just so tremendous that she couldn't even comprehend anymore. (laughs) Well, Michelle's left. Um, Ron, we have uh, approximately six minutes left. Uh, Michelle's left. She had to go, as she said. Um, We've got a couple announcements, and we'll leave you give your webpage after we make those announcements, okay? All right. All right. This coming Saturday night, March 28th, Annette and I will be doing readings at the Weathermark from 7 p.m. to midnight. Annette does tarot and past life readings, and I do palm psychometry one-on-one and medium readings with items of your loved ones who've passed away. A gift offering of $20 to the reader of your choice. The Weathermark is located at 1503 South Michigan. Then Sunday, the 29th, from 1 p.m. to at least 4 p.m., it's a haunted Victorian mansion a Victorian tea party, and I will be doing readings in the Victorian parlor. It's the Scott Mansion in Joliet. Join us for this special day. Details at edwardshanahan.com. Michelle and Jamie, uh, Spirit Feelers, also plan on showing up. The Scott Mansion is at 206 North Broadway, Joliet, Illinois. On May 16th, 
Annette and I will be providing a spiritual, a special spiritual experience for the, lim- the limit of 12 people who attend this nighttime experience and walk through a spiritual Native American land right near the Indiana Dunes. For details on this night that individuals have already signed up for, go to edwardshanahan.com, and in the section for upcoming dates are the details. Remember to bring items of a loved one who's passed away. Our next broadcast is April 15th. Our guest will be the co-owner of the Bartonville Insane Asylum, a location in Peoria, Illinois, that Orsobielski and I will be taking people to in June for our overnight Beyond the Veil. Details at hauntedhistoriclocations.com. Michelle will be assisting us and also LAPS, who are the Latin American Paranormal Society. And that's met them a few times. Uh, again, details and videos and a video tour on the location can be found at hauntedhistoriclocations.com. Ron, you have a yes. website? Go ahead. Uh, yes, it's uh, thenightsociety.web.com. If anybody's got any questions about demons or demonic entities, malevolent spirits, they can contact me or anybody in my group from there. We can also contact, you know, exorcists or anything else in local, you know, cities where you're at. You know, if you need one or you need to talk to one or you think you need one, I can, you know, you can come to my site and I can tell you where to go. And, you know, they can take it from there. Um, That's wonderful because, like, this gym guy, he had no idea where to go. So it's good to know if you've got, if our listeners have some troubles, if they're listening to this programming because they're having some troubles, email Ron. Well, I've also got a, on my site. There's a Paranet toolbar. I'm updating it still, but it's going to have. It's got sites of other paranormal organizations, a state-to-state listing. I'm currently trying to write, you know, put in an exorcist listing for it, state by state, at least one in each capital city. You know, from what I've seen though on the sites, there's at least three or four good churches in each capital city that do exorcisms and will talk to people about it. Um, some Catholic, some not Catholic. Uh, and, you know, basically on the toolbar, I've got, you know, shows and movies and stuff that people can watch. I've also got groups and stuff and even paranormal shops where you can, you know, buy investigation equipment or exorcist equipment or even medium crystals and things like that. You know, it's just a whole wide spectrum. And, you know, out of like a hundred and something thousand paranormal sites online, I'm going through each and every one of them and categorizing each one for this toolbar personally. Oh, great. <laughs> Uh, you can also link to you also can link to that uh, his webpage. He just talked about the paranormal toolbar from the paranormal TV twenty four seven. Just go the, to the unexplainedworld.com, and at the bottom of the page you'll see a link to it. Kathy, hello, you still there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kathy, you, I'm going to remind you of what you said basically uh, to me in the uh, oh, okay. last week. Uh, basically, Ron, Kathy said yes. My journey is to come across the experience of, because I do believe, but I need the belief proven to me. Would yes. You say that's, would you say that's true, Kath, what you said? Yes, 100%. Okay. Because you're searching. You're always searching. Yes. Ladies, listeners, thank you very much. Time flew by again, Annette. How about that? I know. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being on with us, Royce and Michelle, Kathy, Ron. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. No, I enjoyed myself. Hey, if you're rescuers, you're on the chat board, Lion, Sierra, and everybody that was on their show last night, I got to say, they did a great job with the caller they had. I will not forget the job they did. You were very good for the lady, and it was something special to hear. And, you know, blessed be to that lady that's called in that night. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Annette, I'll call you in a couple minutes. we got a little catching up to do. And, Ryan, thank you very much. You're going to be my man to go to if people have questions or need help, okay? Oh, not a problem. I mean, not only do I know, you know, the demons myself personally, but I also know several other demonologists like Kenneth Deal and, you know, just people like that that, you know, if anybody really wants to go on a religious base for a demonologist, I can send them to the right place. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. Annette, I'll be calling you in a couple seconds. Kathy, thank you. Ron, thank you. Listeners, good night. Good night. Thank you. Good Let's night. See.